0: The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. Good morning.
1: We are live in two locations this morning. I'm broadcasting from beautiful Collingwood for the Elvis Festival. We're at the corner of Huron, Ontario and Simcoe Street. And Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny are in studio in beautiful Liberty Village at the Zoomerplex. Good morning, guys. How's it going? How
2: you doing? I was waving at the camera. Sorry, in case they were watching us. (laughs)
1: Right. If you're watching online, you can only see the guys in studio, not me in Collingwood. Uh, We should let you know we are live and our phone lines are open. The show's all about collectibles. If you own a rare or interesting item, maybe an heirloom that's been in your family for decades and you're wondering what its value is, you can call this show and get a real-time assessment from two experts who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. Our radio station's phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. So whether you have antiques, collectibles, sports memorabilia, gold, silver, or art or coins or pottery cups and saucers silverware whatever it is if you think it might have some special value you can call in right now and get a free real-time assessment from two experts you know them from storage wars canada and and's northern treasures all of these episodes by the way you can catch on netflix now and of course you know them from this show on zoomer radio consignment heroes we're live sundays 11 to noon so paul what kind
2: of week was it i was sick for a couple of days but i'm all good now i'm in perfect condition and I'm looking forward to next week already because I'm going to be going down to the National uh, Sports Guard Convention in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, I lost a bet. I have to go. No, that's not I, so
3: bad. I, I, you know LeBron's gone, right?
2: Yeah. No, I'm going down. This is <laughs> national. Yes, I, I do follow sports. You know that. Yeah. No, we're going down there and uh, just no, just meet some old acquaintances and uh, renew some, and get some new people for um, buying and selling stuff. It is the the place to be. Sports cards next week. They have a convention once a year and moves from location to location to location. Unfortunately, I can only spend one day because I am so busy. With all the um, stuff that's happening on this show, I get a lot of referrals, a lot of people, and I run out of day before I run out of work. And and it's also, you're just mentioning Netflix. The amount of people in the United States now who have come up, who visit our store just from the Netflix exposure, they're coming to. and like so one person was Niagara Falls and they just said well I'll just swing by Richmond Hill from Niagara Falls okay that's right. not really swinging by that's no but they're actually they're actually very impressed. they uh, they were very they're impressed they actually wanted to come and see you that day as well but it I digress it's just that the Netflix thing is happening we're getting a lot more exposure in the United States and around the world I'm very very happy how that's working out
1: Well, let's just talk about that for a second. I mean, I'm going to bore people with this, but I find it interesting. When you guys originally started shooting Storage Wars Canada, quickly you ended up in like over 100 countries or something like that, but not the USA, correct? Yes, yes. Because they had their own Storage Wars, but now the internet has allowed you guys through Netflix to have exposure to the U.S. market for the first time. Or was it when you guys went to A&E?
2: A&E was first, and then when we were picked up by Netflix, it was even bigger than being picked up by A&E. And we, right. we forget how big Netflix is, and people binge on it, and they say they'll watch us. People watch 15 episodes in a row. Only 32 have been put on so far, and I actually watched it this week, and I forgot how good Bogart was on there. It's just <laughs> um, for—no, uh, I saw his progression from the beginning to the end, and he got smarter every episode. I blame that on me, or I attribute that to me well, that he got enough. smarter. Thanks. thanks. Uh,
1: we should point out for those who are listening, you guys have a store. It is Toronto Gold Silver. It's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. So it's right on Young Street, just north of Major Mackenzie. Again, the address, 10,341 Young Street. Yep. If you have old art, old collectibles, a stamp collection, a coin collection, old pottery, an item you can't even identify, maybe it's an old figurine and you think it's worth a fortune, you can take it to that store during regular business hours and you're there, other people are there with all sorts of experts. You will get the answers for them that they need. They can either sell that item to you or consign it to you, which means have you market it and you guys sort of do a profit share on it. And uh, that's where you go, ten thousand three forty one Young Street. You can call the store ahead of time. The store's phone number is nine zero five. Seven three seven gold. That's nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. If you want to talk to Paul Kenny and Bogart right now, our phone lines are open to tell you all about your stuff that you might not know, especially what its value might be. All the time, markets change. All the time, new collectibles are sometimes go from worth nothing to worth a fortune. You want to stay in touch with these markets, especially when it comes to your old toys or old uh, technology or old art or who knows. You never know when a market might pick up out of nowhere. And suddenly that old action figure that's been sitting in your basement for 50 years goes from being worth a dollar to a thousand dollars. You have to listen to shows like this to understand what's going to pop next. Our number in to the radio station, if you have uh, an item you're curious about, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Let's go to our first caller. It's Deborah in Toronto. Deborah, how are you? Hi, guys. How's it going? What do you have?
4: Um, I'm actually, I was just cleaning it and I just thought I could give you a quick call. I've got this old cookie jar and, um, it was given to me by my grandmother about Hmm. 40 years ago. And it's actually, it's, I'm looking at it on the bottom of it. It's, it's actually Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. And it has, um, it says Little Red Riding Hood and a patent number okay and that's all it, it has the number then it says us of a and i just kind of wondered if you had any um there's any value to this oh yeah no just it,
2: being old okay now if there's no chips cracks or crazing, that's going to make a difference as well this one here is probably about uh 10 inches eight inches high nine inches high comes in two pieces uh, the red coat is pa- hand-painted on, and yeah. the rest of it's mainly white, and then she's got some hand-painted face, right? Yeah. Exactly right. And That's a hat the same way. Okay. Yeah. On something like this, I had one recently, and we sold it for 125 It used to sell for around 300 Uh But cookie jars are um, not as popular. Not as many people collect them, okay, as they used to. And we do get, we had one collector who had 300 cookie jars and uh and we we actually disposed of them all i mean sold them all off but they do come they were very collectible in the 70s and 80s and like you say your grandmother that was probably a treasured uh, thing back then and it even dominated uh, the top of the piano or even something like that and it, just slightly out of reach it was always a little bit out of reach that's what those cookie jars are made for okay but yeah. they come in different shapes. Red, Little Red Riding Hood is one of the more popular ones. Mm-hmm. And um, what will happen, and this won't take a lot away from it, but sometimes the red paint, because it's coal painted, that means it's painted over the glaze, it'll flake a bit. Okay? there. People are looking for perfect ones.
4: Well, I'm looking at it now, and it seems like this is perfect. Actually, that's why I brought it out. I thought, well, now watch me break
2: it. <laughs> yeah no but oh, don't laugh
1: yeah Paul talks about it all the time usually discovery is when all the damage is done right yeah yeah
2: in the first 10 minutes don't you don't have to clean it you know something uh, unless you're going to keep it and use it and put cookies in it then definitely have to clean it but if you're just gonna let it sit up there for right now until you find out the value I tell people don't clean it don't do anything uh especially with well people bring us in silverware they bring it in nice and shiny and they tell me they've worked four hours shining it up to improve Bring it in so I will pay them exactly the same amount of money. And that's four hours of their lives they'll never get back, okay, when they're (laughs) cleaning it. So I try and tell people this, and we're crushing it. Uh, In some cases, um, people get mad. They say, you're not just going to melt it down? I say, yeah, that's what happens. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to buy it at all and then, then they want to take it back, so they put it back on the cupboard where they never don't use it for the next 10 years. And sometimes <laughs> it's better to get the money on this, okay? At least it's not crushed, though, so. No, 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 but your cookie jar will sell, and you can check out some of the prices on that on Bay. but that'll be your lowest common denominator. That's usually, uh, Bay is one of your, or, sorry, eBay, I keep on calling, uh, eBay is one of the places where the lowest price is out there. Some people just don't care, and they just want to start at a dollar and ends at a dollar. You can't right. use that price. You know, you got to yeah. hold out sometimes for a little bit better, like that was the reason I'm not at at um in Collingwood right now with Ben. Not that he got picked over me, but I would have loved me and Bogart would have loved to gone to the Elvis Fest up there, but we had an auction ending this week on Saturday where we moved a lot of stuff like that, okay, okay. and it's uh, and we got substantially more than what you would get on eBay uh, um, for little items like that, okay? This Deborah, is what we do for your phone call. Now, I should go, yeah, no, thank you very much. I want to talk for one second before we go on the next call about how we get paid, actually it'll be more than one second. I, we go to people's houses, I'll go to someone's house, and for the first half hour, I'm doing it kind of free, I'm trying to do a favor and find out how we should proceed, okay? After that point, I either buy the items from the folks, or I will tell them how to proceed if it's a large project. And I get paid for my time. I'm actually, I'm actually know what I'm doing in some cases, and I try and give some advice. But we tell people in advance of what they're going to pay. And I'm bringing this up right now because I had a very bad story that I heard this week. I had um, heard that someone, you know, there are other my competitors out there. Now we, I should go back a second. We'll charge anywhere between 20 and 40%, depending on how much work we have to do with someone's estate. So, 20 and 40% on top of what? No, no, of of what we get for it. Okay. okay? Of overall sales. Of overall sales. Yeah, like a percentage
1: commission. Okay. So, so for For example, if you're cleaning out a 4,000 square foot house in Toronto that's going to be emptied out for sale or something like that. Yeah. It might be different than if you came over and saw someone's Paragon collectibles that were just sitting in their basement or something like that. Yeah,
2: which takes five or ten minutes. You've, Bogart, you've been on the receiving end of when we spend 25 hours emptying a house. Who will be? No, me. Okay, okay, do not take okay. credit. Okay, <laughs> I will take part of the credit because I directed you how to work hard. So, on this here, and I'm, this is what happened this week, and this was almost... So, some of the other downsizers out there, and they'll come along and they then they'll say, well, we're charging you 20%, okay? And I'm going to say what you get for that. Now, one of these downsizes this week, and I actually heard exactly how this went down, is that they were charging 20%. It was So if they sold something for $3,000, the consigner got 2400 which is kind of acceptable. But on the other side of the deal... And only that they didn't tell the consigner that they were also charging the buyer an extra twenty percent. Okay, now if you tell the consigner that, then that all deal everything's okay. You're being transparent and above board. So in this case here, though, and for this twenty percent, you expect the downsizer to have a clue of what's going on in this world. Okay. And I can I see say so
1: they're double dipping or doing a double lender. Yeah, so you've got something consigned for ten grand. You're paying two grand to have the consigner market it and do all that stuff. But then they're also charging the buyer another twenty percent. So the actual price is really twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. But the person consigning it is only going to get eight. Right. Now, I think uh, I
2: got it. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't want to bore everyone out there, but this is important. What I'm saying here, <laughs> because in this case here. These consigner, the, the consigner, who thought they were getting a good deal, the, the, the um, downsizer sold a box of costume jewelry of what they thought was costume jewelry. And they're supposed to be a high-end um, con, um, downsizer. Well, in this box of costume jewelry, which is all in Holt Renfrew little bags and all designer-type boxes and stuff, there's about 50 of them. Well, there was one piece of gold worth... Appraised a little over eleven thousand dollars. Oh wow! There wow, was another piece there. of jewelry appraised a little over six thousand dollars, and another piece of gold. Okay, down. The bottom line is, in this case here, they sold approximately twenty-seven thousand dollars worth of jewelry. For two thousand, the consigner got two thousand four hundred. The downsizer got six hundred from the consigner. I mean, and six hundred from the person who bought it, who was a dealer. So they made 1200 okay, out of a $3,600 sale. The consignor got 2400 But the real problem here is that it's they charge this kind of money, and if they spend a little bit of time, use a little bit of knowledge, like if, if these people, uh, the, the consignor, it was so much needed me as it's even a second person. I didn't have to buy it but I given them the second opinion that they have $27,000 worth in this box, I guarantee they don't sell it for 2400.
1: Okay, so not all the guys in your industry are created equally obviously. Well, no, too that's... much too much at risk to just sort of not call people who are the best at what they do. Yeah,
2: I see. But it gets worse on this one here because they actually they didn't know they were putting the gold in there. They've got gold to come. Now, if they use the same pr- logic with this, they're going to and they're going to sell $50,000 worth of gold they're going to get, I don't know, $30,000, okay? Where they should be getting, if they use just melting it, and I mean, I don't even know how good the gold is, we'd be giving them 43000 without even thinking, maybe 45000 so you, okay. would, all you right. want to okay. give
0: more clarity of what things are worth compared yeah. to other people that aren't giving necessarily an honest appraisal. Yeah, we all get it. Okay, a okay, good lesson. Sorry.
1: Don't get ripped off. Call Paul Kenny at his store. But in the meantime, if you have an item uh, and you want an estimate on what it might be worth now, maybe a rare collectible, maybe costume jewelry, maybe an entire house full of stuff, this is what Paul Kenny does for a living. And uh, he's got all sorts of nightmare stories of people missing out on easy money things they already own but they're sold or discarded of improperly in his opinion the radio station's phone number if you want a free estimate on your stuff or try to identify what it is exactly our number is 416-360-0740 that's 416-360-0740 our next caller is danny danny's calling from markham good morning danny you're live on zoomer radio
5: good morning it's another glorious day boys
1: Good stuff, man. What do you
5: got? Uh, I've got about 150 uh, mint condition original in in a collector's uh, um, a basket or kind of like a box, a showcase, and it was belonged to my grandmother. And they're Tetley tea figurines. Oh, okay. Now, and I, I was just curious as to, I, I I I was told that some of them might be worth a dollar, some of them might be worth four dollars. Are
2: they red roses? Are they actually Tetleys?
5: They're they're actually Tetley.
2: Uh, okay, the one that's most collectible is the red rose. Okay. Uh, okay, Teley did. are you talking about the ones that uh, uh, American I mean Canadian prime ministers? Correct. Oh, okay, they're different. okay. Maybe wait, wait, plastic. Paul, Paul,
1: paint an for me. What are we? To, what, I know that, you, that Red Rose put out some collectible little porcelain figurines. They're worth some money. Tell me, what are the images? That, what are these okay. things from Tentley?
5: Well, uh, well there's like little uh, images with like kind of pastel paints on them. They're about an inch and a half high, maybe. And there's like, ladies, and there's uh, animals, and uh, there's uh, all kinds of little... So many different types of figurines. What are they, uh, but they're all similar in size Well, the and, best color.
2: Yeah, the best ones you said were the Prime Minister's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, no, no. The prime ministers are, are far and away the best ones on there because right, people right, want right. to collect. So I'll have to have a check and see how many I have. <laughs> okay. And um, it's political collecting is second to to sports car sports collecting. Oh, um, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know. I know. Mainly because people all need targets to throw their darts at. No. <laughs> no. What we need That's here. A good one. On. Um, uh, those little figures will go between $5 and $15 each, okay? Right. and But your other animals and stuff, this is where Tetley was trying to copy what Red Rose Tea was doing. Okay?
5: Well, 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 because I remember Red Rose was quite, uh, quite popular at one time back in the day in the 50s and
2: 60s. They still are. Remember, they had the Red Rose Tea cards. Every, I'm sure that 99% of our listeners out there know those little cards of the birds of the world and animals and prehistoric animals, and you have to send away a quarter and you got the book, and then that got you hooked because you'd have 90% of the book and you'd keep on buying their tea until you got that last card.
5: That's correct. And another thing, too, I think Red Rose had the best tea commercial like ever with all those little monkeys that are jumping around singing Red Rose Tea.
2: Um, You lost me
1: there, but okay.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you got to okay. remember. So, so did you say you have 120 of these things? And, uh, uh, Paul, you're saying they're valued yeah. around 5 bucks each? Yeah. All right, so you're doing okay. Well, thank
2: you very much for your day. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to say the math of this is the the Red Rose Tea people, and they they said you could send away for certain cards. um, Everyone remembers collecting baseball cards. Maybe the women out there don't, but the men would collect baseball cards. At five cents a pack, at five cents, they calculate the mathematics of collecting a full set would cost you $132 because of not knowing what's in the pack. Okay? Unless you traded with your friends or were very good at flipsies. Okay? So... Good stuff. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer
1: Radio, and we're broadcasting from two locations today. I'm Ben Mercer, and we're live in Collingwood for the Elvis Festival. We're located at Huron, Ontario Street, and Simcoe. Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny, are back in the studio in Liberty Village at the beautiful Zoomerplex. But listen, if you have a rare or interesting item and you're curious about its value, these guys can tell you probably what it is and exactly what it's worth. You can call our station right now to uh, to get a chance to speak with them. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Let's go to Bob in Belleville. Good well, morning, Bob. What do you have? A little jack-in-the-box. Okay. Ooh. Wind up? Yes. Okay. It pops up. It's
3: a metal case.
2: Japan or, uh, or uh, Germany? or I'm that's... not
3: sure what country. It looks pretty old, but it's in good shape. Well, Would you say be- that on the bottom? Yeah, I didn't that. look at the bottom, but... <laughs> okay. Any what j- value?
2: Yeah. Well, no, I, I need a little bit more information. My best mind-reading days are behind me. <laughs> so, what we got to look at here is what country it's made in, okay? Uh-huh. If it's made in Hong Kong, that makes it 60s, 70s. If it's made in China, it makes it 80s, 90s. Made in Japan, will make it 50s and 60s. depends on the size of the box, the condition of it, and if it still j- jumps up and down. Yeah, if it it's earlier down, yeah. than that, it can be German. Okay, and some German made some really good toys. They over-engineered everything. If you bought a toy from Germany, it, it's still alive today. They, they, they just don't break down. On, um, But if, say it's a Japanese, it'll be worth for between 20 and $40, generally. And, uh, and that what'll deteriorate is sometimes the cloth, and if it makes noise or not. Okay, now, in the, the bottom, it should say the country of origin printed along the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob, say, get
1: this box going. Let's hear this thing. Uh, it's not. It's not in my hands right now. Ah, oh, oh,
2: what a letdown.
1: All right. Okay. I just wonder so, if it had any value at all.
2: Oh yeah, no, no. People are trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated prices at all times. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank it you. is amazing when you consider how iconic things like uh, a Jack in the Box are, but or a kaleidoscope. I say the same thing. Is there any kid in the world who played with their jack-in-a-box for hours on end? You probably, you know, made it clink once, twice, three times, but it wouldn't be endless enjoyment. Same with a kaleidoscope. I never knew anyone who, for hours, just stared through their kaleidoscope. But these are iconic and very collectible toys today. Yep. Um, you're listening to Simon Heroes. We're live. We're going to take a quick break, but our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740.
7: Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD.
3: Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day
1: of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live. I'm broadcasting from the uh, the Elvis Festival in Collingwood, and Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny are broadcasting. From the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, and uh, because we're live, we can take your phone calls if you have a rare or interesting item or an entire collection of something. Maybe it's old sports memorabilia, maybe uh, old dishes, plates, and saucers, whatever you have. If you're curious about its value, you can call in right now, 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Patricia who's calling from North York. Good morning, Patricia.
8: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, what I'm calling is uh, I inherited some McDonald's memorabilia, and I was wondering if there is a demand for, for them. There's these plastic glasses uh, that have uh, Ronald McDonald, hamburger, Mayor cheese, all those, that's set.
2: Ah. Uh, I have love McDonald's. I know.
1: And, and pe- I know this stuff is collectible. It'll depend on the era. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. See that's where really, now this is where uh, the the internet can help you out because, or if you have a vague idea what years it's from, but it has to be early, early to be worth real money. That's mean when McDonald's was only at one billion served or something.
1: Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, pre-80s stuff is really where you're getting rare collectibles, and some of the stuff would only be regional collectibles because McDonald's wasn't as. Yeah, I mean now it's this powerful company, much like. Starbucks, Whatever they do goes in almost every one of their stores. But that wasn't the case for the first couple of decades. It was sort of different areas, had different collectibles. So you can probably peg it based on the 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 characters, the artwork. Okay, so that'd be more valuable. But if you can get it right down to the year, I mean, I would start Googling, you know, McDonald's collectible sunglasses and see if you can peg down some details. be. Hard to identify yeah. over the radio, but the no. older the better, that's
2: for sure. Okay. Next week, I'm going to bring in some... I have some McDonald's toys that are still in the boxes. Yeah. Like, I'm showing... If you were if people were live-streaming us right now, they'd be showing... I'm showing a Howdy Doody that's from the 1950s. Oh, that's okay. Because it's still in the box, mm-hmm. and it still has a little string, and I don't know if it talks, I don't want to wreck it. But this thing here is worth about $150, mm-hmm. which, you say, only 150 or... Wow, I thought that was worth a dollar. That's worth 150. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mhm. And your right. If your stuff is still in the boxes, like some of those, what were they called? Um, the little McHappy Meal stuff. Yeah. If you have Star Trek, if you have Star Wars, or if you have uh, uh, Transformers, those can be collectible because they're a cross collectible. People yeah. collect McDonald's collects it, and people collect Transformers collect it. Once yeah. you have two people collecting the same thing, it's like yeah. an auction, and the high the guy who pays the most wins. Okay, okay, yeah,
1: so so best of luck, but yeah, we're gonna need some more a few more details on that. Okay. but uh, if you Google around, hopefully you can get the era down and sort of try to put together a value as best as you can based yeah. on that. Okay. Our next caller is gonna Thank be you. Allison. She's calling from Toronto. Allison, good morning. you're on consignment. Good Heroes. morning. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure.
9: I have a tea set with the sugar and uh, milk given to me way way back by my grandmother who has died some many many years ago and it says on it fine bone china okay. brown stafford yep. england bouquet english. and i don't okay. know if these numbers mean anything f18831 eight eight
2: no that's just a model. Uh, okay if it's okay, english bouquet right, so that
9: doesn't mean it. it's a tea set with um rose flowers a bouquet of flowers both on the front and the back, two different patterns yeah. of the cup, one on one side and one on the other. And the same thing with the, the sugar and cream and all that.
2: I hate to give you bad news here. Mm-hmm. Okay, your set will sell in the Staffordshire like this, will sell between 15 and $35. Where what we talk about every week, what they're collecting right now, and the big money is moving into, is mm-hmm. your Ainsley and your Paragon Cups and Saucers. The more, because even if you look at yours, you'll see a lot of white or cream colored in it and not big flowers. We want to see big flowers, lots of gold, and we want to see the words Ainsley and Paragon. Yeah, no, no, lots of gold. And that's still, it's not, I don't think, uh, what we're looking for is if it's not what I'm mentioning now, and I'm just (laughs) saying, it really has to be exceptional, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll get more money for one cup and saucer exactly as I described it there mm-hmm. than I'll get for a whole tea set or a whole set of... A whole set of... If you were a setting for eight mm-hmm. with soups and cream soups and uh, cups and saucers, dinner plates, and a covered vegetable and everything like that, I might be able to get $150 for your set. Okay? Uh, Maybe. I'm just telling you. This is with the bad yes. news. On I the other also hand... I will have
9: a dinner set... Uh, which came directly from England way, way back then.
2: They all came from England. Okay, they go ahead. They all
9: came from England. And I'm just, I didn't want you to me that I'm trying to reach the dinner set now to be able to tell you what that was made of. Careful, careful. So if you have a second. Crash, tinkle tinkle, 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 I can, I can see it, it now.
1: Careful, okay, I heard them clang a little bit.
9: So, you see, I was trying to get it down without the ladder, but now I'm better more secured.
1: See, the, I love it when people can say, I'll get those answers for you right now. I have the item with me. Uh, so yes, I, good radio. I
9: have it right now with me. I have it right now with me. Yep. And the name of it is Nortake.
2: Nortake, yeah, Japanese. Nortake, China. Yep.
9: And it says 1999, so I don't suppose that's
2: valuable. Uh, it's it's, sometimes it's not the age. It's how collectible it is. But your Nortaki is more popular in the United States than it is in Canada. Uh-huh. And... They did make some nice chinas, but most of them will sell uh, between 5 and $18 a place setting. So if you have 10 place settings, you get between 50 and $180. And oh, if okay. it's Nortok, and, and if it's in perfect shape. Place and the problem here is, and this is where our we, well, Bogart and I do very well, is where we have to pack this stuff and send it somewhere. So, and it costs money to do that. So if it costs $100 to ship it and $100 to buy it, some people are dissuaded from buying it right away. Okay, Yeah, this that makes is where sense. your problem
1: is. A lot of risk associated with moving stuff like that around. Yeah. Thank you for your phone call, though. Thank you. Our next caller is John. John is calling from Pottageville. Good morning, John. You're live on Zuma Radio. That's a nice place, Pottageville. Go ahead. Good morning. Hey, John. What do you have?
6: I have a bunch of uh, <clears throat> airplane coins uh, that were put out by Joe.
1: 1960.
2: Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Okay. that you have a a soft spot for these things. I know. I, I want to get the. Actually, I missed it on eBay. One of the packs sold, but wasn't full. A pack sold for hundred ninety dollars this week. Or co- An unopened pack of vintage Jello with collectibles, two hundred dollars. You're serious? Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is just a pack of Jello. It cost nine cents at that time, so that's right. not a bad investment. Now, your car, your coins. Do you have the little spinner, the little uh, plastic holder? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the book?
6: Oh no no! These are just the coins.
2: No no! But there's a little book that fits inside it. It's about two inches by three inches.
6: No, I have okay. just got the coins. That the, okay. all the pictures are inside the plastic
2: coin. Yeah yeah yeah. No, there is a book though. The book yes. Okay. The book is rare because you have to send away a quarter to get it. <clears throat> and the quarterback. Okay. Then so what are money. these coins? What do they denote? What's on these coins?
6: Well, it's all different airplanes. So yeah. One's got a spaceship on it. One's got a rocket ship on it.
2: Yeah, there'll be the lot. There'll be the the later ones. Now, do you have the full set of 200
6: No, No, there's oh probably about, a, about 125 here. I don't think anything will doubles, but I don't have the whole
2: set. Well, there's two ways we can go here. I can sell you the rest that will make your set complete, and then <laughs> I make money, or you can sell them to me. But they go between a full set will run you about, oh, I'd say $100, $105, between $80 and $105 if you have the uh, plastic container that goes in. I have a set right now I just put, put together. Now, if you've got the book, the set, and everything, it goes for about one hundred and twenty-five, hundred and thirty dollars. What okay. about uh, the car ones? I have about that was put out the year before. They're same two hundred, approximately the same size. What we're looking for is the hockey ones, or the Batman ones, or the I monkeys have ones. Hockey
6: metal ones.
2: That's sixty-three. If they're in really good shape and none of the paint is scraped off of them, they go between. Three and forty-five dollars each.
6: Okay, I got like Bobby Hall, Dave Keon, guys like that.
2: Gordy Howe?
6: I don't think I got a Gordy Howe. No, Gordie I Howe it, was the biggie. Yeah, like uh, Dave Keon, he was in. His circle was green.
2: Yeah, no, no, you came. You'll have blue Dave Keon. You'll have a green Dave Keon and a yellow. See, they had the second All Stars and the first All Stars. There was only sixty in the set. Right. Toronto, May, Toronto Maple Leafs. Montreal Canadiens, I don't know why they put them in there, and uh, the All-Stars, okay? Right. So there was 60 in the set. Um, the big thing is, is the paint chipping off of them. They were, put, they were given in Jello or in Hostess potato chips back right. then. Now, if you have the year after that, in 68, 69, the first year of expansion, some of the individual coins sell up to 1000 to $2,000 each, each coin. Right. See that little thing you got in front of you that has a little hockey player on it? Someone's willing to give you, if you've got the right one, someone's willing to give you. Bogart, hold up one of those $1,000 bills. People who are live streaming us can see Bogart's got a $1,000 bill. He would trade that, and he's not saying right I away. I would not. People will trade you this $1,000 bill for one of your coins if you have the 6869 69 ones, okay?
6: Yeah, I haven't looked at the coin. I'm just looking at this box right now. I know I've got some of the hockey coins.
2: Yeah. Well, you definitely want to look for that one.
6: Yeah, okay. I think Bobby Hall, I've got one of him as the all-star.
2: Yep, yep. Yeah. That's the only. He's only in the, Chicago's not in the set. He's only in there as an all-star. Hall sells for around $15.
6: One, okay, one thing I was uh, wanted to mention, like I, I threw this thing away. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. You're just
2: going to make me feel bad. That's what yeah, you I want know. to do now. Okay.
6: I'm wondering, uh, Beehive had the uh, poster, like, you know, the 5x8 things? Yep. I've got a lot of those. You
2: like, threw them uh, away or you got them?
6: Well, oh, I still got them. That's good. But the one that I didn't really keep was the one of Bobby Hall in a suit holding up the, the can of Beehive
2: syrup. Yeah, it's worth about $25. The I, one you want in that set is... Yeah, a, I don't feel too bad. No, I don't would, feel bad. Now, you no. might have the other ones. Bobby Hall is number seven in that set. Everyone knows the iconic number nine, Bobby Hall. Right. He's also in number seven. Okay. okay.
6: Dave Keon had one of those things too, where they had to print more apparently, and one that shows him with the captain on it, and one it doesn't.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, no. Anytime you have a variation, I used to call him Mr. Goalpost Keon. He hit more goalposts and he got goals. I'm willing to bet that if we had, if we could but, check out. got the stats. quite a few
6: of those cards, like uh, some of them maybe not quite as popular, like Kenny Warham.
2: Yeah, from uh, the, the what was that line called? The Warm Moans and Makita. Oh, scooter line? No, it'll come back to me. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. got to keep the show going here, guys. Sorry. I cannot believe how rich a history there are to silly collectibles inside Jello cont- packages. It's unbelievable.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, the other one is York Peanut Butter. They came out Continues. with... Continues, okay, yeah. They came out with towels. I'm going around. Like, if this had a York Peanut Butter... I'm showing this for people who are zooming in. This happens to be Tony the Tiger. But if this was a York Peanut Butter hockey towel... It'd be worth between $300 and $500. It has a picture of a hockey player on it, and it's just an ordinary towel from 1960s, worth three to $500. And someone's going to have this in their basement and not even know about it, okay? Or they're going to donate it to one of those, uh, those little boxes on the corner and say, who's going to use this old towel? And they could get $500, or they'll get the satisfaction of throwing it out. All right so but. before we go to our next caller let's just point out that uh, we are
1: streaming the show live you can see everything that happens in studios we have cameras set up so you can go to zoomeradio.ca and watch the live stream so when Paul Kenny holds up a $1000 bill or some old piece of uh gold bullion that came out of a sunken pirate ship. You can actually see the items there, or you can just go to YouTube and do a search for Zuma Radio and subscribe there, and you can watch all the programming we have. If you have a rare or interesting item and you want to talk to Paul Kenny right now, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Roberta from uh, Peterborough. Roberta, how are you? Very good, thank you. And what do you have?
10: I have some Elvis memorabilia, his records, actually.
2: Okay, cool.
10: I have cool. five, I have five 45s.
2: Okay. Uh,
10: three of them have covers. One, or two do not.
2: Oh, the covers. Are the EPs, or are they 45s? 45s. Okay, you know the difference between an EP and a 45? I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> the EPs I also are... Ex- have...
10: I also have. Hold on,
2: I wanted to hear that. Hold on. Now, this is what people have at home. It's the same size. Everyone knows an album size is 12 inch, and you got the 7 inch. In the beginning, though, when they were just switching over, they used to make what they called EPs. These were played at 33 and a third, but they're the size of a 45. They're only 7 inches. They came in hard cardboard. Okay? These EPs of Elvis can sell up to $500 each. Okay. So wait, how do
1: I distinguish if I have an EP or a 45? It'll say
2: EP, and it'll look, and will say the speed to play it at is 33, but it'll look like a 45. Roberta, what does this thing say on it?
10: I'm not at home right now. I just have oh. it in my notebook.
2: <laughs> You're at the Elvis Fest, right? Oh. No, I wish I was. <laughs> no, no, you could be. How far? Peterborough is only 150 miles from there.
10: Yeah, I know, but yeah. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand all that
2: people stuff. <laughs> no, no, people are fun. Oh, it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm here in the corner of
1: uh, of the Elvis Festival. I'm, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun uh-huh. here. And if you're oh. going to get top dollar, who knows? You might get it at a place like Elvis Festival. <laughs> <The> Elvis Festival.
8: <laughs> yeah, visit you boys there.
1: Okay, so, so your big thing is have you, you have to go home and determine if it says EP or LP on it because it's like, uh, how much, what, what does the other one sell for?
2: I think it's sold 5 five ten $10, depending if she's got okay, the so actual cover. so it's a $495 dollar difference,
1: difference, so you need to find out.
10: I will. I also have 10 albums. Okay. And they're LPs.
2: Are they in good shape? And
10: they, uh, the records are in good shape. There's one, particularly one called Elvis, uh, Legendary Performer. Is in excellent shape and has a couple... But that's jackets. later.
2: What we want is the Elvis in the 50s and even the ones in the early 60s, okay? You know yeah. when Elvis, when it, when it says mono, that's actually good. That means it's early. Or...
10: I have a mono. I have a mono.
2: Now, that means you bought have, this at the right time. Okay. I
10: also have uh, one from 1956.
2: Oh, I then have, you might have EPs. So this is mm-hmm. a good thing. You actually... I'm Your homework assignment is to go home and look at these things and call us next week. I'm telling you, you actually have to do this, and I can help you. But your time period is right, and I believe it'll be 10 minutes well spent. Okay? Okay. Well, I'm about 50
10: miles from home.
2: Oh, okay. So
10: I will call you next week.
2: Call us next I'm looking forward to it.
1: By the way, Consignment Heroes is live on Zuma Radio every Sunday from 11 a.m. till noon. Our phone number is 416 360 0740. So if you have a rare or interesting item or an entire collection or set of something, you can call us right now, 416-360-0740. You know Paul Kenny and his son Bogar Kenny from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures on ANE. You can see all of those episodes, or most of them now, I think, on Netflix. Yep. And, of course, you can tune in every Sunday to uh, Zuma Radio and catch them right here on Consignment Heroes. They have a store. It's located at 10341 Young Street in Richmond, Hill. So it's right on Young, just north of Major Mackenzie, 10341 Young Street, Toronto, Gold Silver is the name of the store.
7: Yeah. And uh we'll be right back with more of your calls. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it.
2: Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me.
1: Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live this beautiful Sunday, and I've been Mercer broadcasting from Elvis Fest in Collingwood, and Paul Kenny and his son, Bogar Kenny, are back in Toronto in Liberty Village at the beautiful Zoomerplex, covering that end of the show. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Let's talk to uh, Susan, She's calling from Toronto. Susan, good morning. How are you? Hi, good, thank you. How are you doing? Not bad, and what do you have?
8: Good. Uh, I have a Fred Harvey uh, tooled leather. I think they're ca- it's a cowboy stool. It's a little tripod, a short stool with a leather seat that goes on it. And it's got a picture of a, a bull head on it carved in.
1: Fred Harvey, what, what is that? Was that a hotel chain? Paul, help me out here. Well, I'm he, was,
8: he was, he was, um, uh, he, I, a I think hope. he's, he, there, there's a museum now. He made a lot of the silver and turquoise jewelry. Yeah. He was, uh was, uh, <clears throat> Aboriginal, I think. I think American, and they have a cafe now because I think he started putting snacks on um, trains for yeah. people. But then he yeah, did that the jewelry, rings a bell. So, and yeah, uh, this is this isn't his jewelry. This is a, a, a cowboy stool, the little tripod legs, and the like a tribute stool, short. or do you but, think uh, it was
1: actually used a hundred years ago or so?
8: Do I think it was used?
2: Yeah, where do you? Is it a tourist piece, or yeah. was it, a? It, it's a stool. No, was it used no, no, no. by Was his? it in a
1: Fred Harvey restaurant inside his hotel, or was it somebody who made a stool honoring Fred Harvey? I think
8: he, well, I think he made it. It's, it's signed. Oh, okay. It's signed Fred Harvey, and it says hand-tooled. And it's, I don't think he used it in a restaurant, because it's only like about 12 inches, 12, 16 inches high. It's tripod legs that fold up, and then there's a little triangle leather seat mm-hmm. that sits on it. And I think, I don't know what they call I think they call them cowboys. How'd tool. you
1: get it? I think it's made as a collectible. That'd be my guess.
2: Um,
8: I, I got it at a garage sale, actually.
2: Ah, you don't and see it, his stuff. Um, okay.
8: There's not many of them. I did, I did find one on the Internet, and it was um, on eBay uh, UK.
2: Five
8: $600? Yeah, I think it was like 300 pounds or something like that.
2: Call me a liar I, for $50. You go, there, <laughs> was, there you go, yeah. Okay.
8: Actually, yeah, same, same thing, I guess. No, I, I haven't I,
2: found it. I haven't found it. But if, if I had something like that, that even seems cheap. Um, because of so many people collecting, like my wife loves the Navajo and the turquoise jewelry, okay? Yeah, and she probably yeah. has a number of Harvey pieces that she has stolen from me when I bring the stuff home to look at, okay? Yeah, yeah. On, um, I would say you would probably get between 600 and and $1,000 for that over in North America here, maybe even wow. a bit more. Okay, yeah. because uh, you don't see it there's none of them I can find for sale. That's a good no, sign no. when you have something that people want. And mm-hmm. it'd be a perfect thing for a jewelry store. It'd be a perfect prop in someone's house who collects this. And unless they made a ton of it, and I don't think they did if they were actually signed by him and done by him, I would say yeah. you got you got between 600 and a thousand dollars And I would that'd be something I'd love to consign because unless my wife steals it from me. You know, to go with their other jewelry. Yeah, what's your yeah, plan for yeah. it? Yeah,
8: um, I don't know. I, I do. I, I want to sell it. So, I, But I didn't know if there... I saw that there was a museum, a Fred Harvey museum.
2: You want um, donated donate it or sell so, it?
8: Well, no, I don't want to donate it. No, no, no. I don't want to donate it. But I, I, uh, I mean, I guess I could on a good no, day. No, no, no. Do not. But I don't, that's not. It wasn't my plan for it. But I, when I saw the museum, I didn't know if um, they... Uh,
2: I'll
8: give you some you know, advice
2: if, here. Do not donate to people who have more money than you do, okay? Okay, all right. Sell it to them. Uh, We can sell this. You know
1: me, Paul. I'm never a pessimist, but my other fear with obscure museums is that they go out of business all the time. Yeah. So if the Fred Harvey Museum doesn't get X amount of people... Like, remember the Shania Twain Museum? Oh, they built it, all sorts of collectibles, and nobody showed up for five years, and went out of business, and everything ended up in the dump or sold for pennies on the yeah. dollar. So really? you really. Careful. If it
8: if it, well, it just felt right, I would have. Like, if I, you know, if it kind of tugged at my heartstrings, I would have. But that wasn't right. my original plan. I, I'm if, not if trying
1: it, to paint a picture where every museum goes out of business. I'm just saying it's not an uncommon no, no. story, especially if it's like the Fred Harvey Museum and. He's got 10,000 hardcore fans scattered across the continent. He's not yeah. the, the museum's yeah, not going to make it. Yeah. You know, even it's like the Buick
8: the States, Museum doesn't do well, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll, well, maybe I'll bring it up to the store, because I, I have a few other things as well. So.
2: You sound like you've got a good eye when you go to the garage sale, so I like I like to see the, oh, the other I do, items you I have. Do.
8: I'm a bit of a collector,
2: but then I hey. just don't know what to do with these things. Oh, That's then I can sell you stuff. So. Good. Perfect type you of know, customer. No, no, no,
8: no, no. I'm going to sell you stuff.
2: Okay. Hey, Susan, thanks oh, for your bring, phone call. I'll
8: bring it up, and
1: I'll bring it, a couple other things up as well. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much. Now, Paul, listen up, because we're broadcasting live from the uh, Elvis Festival in Collingwood, and somebody's just sat down. And they want they they said, "I have to talk to Paul Kenny. I need a quote on an item." Okay. What's your name, sir? Hey, It's Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Why? Thank you so much. What do you have? Uh, my mum actually has two items
10: that I'm kind of curious about: uh, programs from the '60s from concerts that she went to.
2: Okay. Uh, the first
10: the first one was from uh, the first concert at the Beatles. Okay. And the second one is from Dick Clark's Roadshow uh, and the Dick Clark's Roadshow has a number of autographs in it. So I'm just sort of Like who like any big names that we would identify now? You I, I recognize them all. I just can't think of them at, at this moment. Okay,
1: so whatever top 40, top 100 pop stars. So it's a bunch of autographs.
10: Uh, under, uh, autographs of their pictures inside the uh, inside the program. So Dick Clark when was uh, the Frankie Beatles Valley? concert? Do you have a year on the Beatles concert? S- I comic? think it was 63, 64 in that range. Hey, okay, played that here more than
2: anywhere else, eh? Mm-hmm. Do you know who hasn't called me back? I'm, I'm just digressing for one second. The gentleman <laughs> who had those records from 1962 in Liverpool, and I was wa- I really wanted him to call us back, come up to oh, my store. Oh, those are the ones
1: that were recorded on the spot at a live Beatles concert in Liverpool? Yeah. all those again?
2: Yeah, no, he had him. No, there was in a call again
1: when they actually crank him out live or whatever. What are those, I, those called? I don't know. It's, it's a, the pressing thing. I forget what it's called as well. So that guy never got in touch with you?
2: No, I'm going to call them. Lots of money, lots of money. That's what I'm going to call those things.
1: Okay, okay, all Sorry. right. So, so you're compatible with this guy? Get him to call in again? No, just lost track of your number or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, Okay. So, so help Brian here. Can you help him out? Oh, that program would probably hundred, hundred fifty dollars. They play. Do you have the ticket stuff? I believe she does. Oh, that'll double the price right away. Um, I actually have pictures from their uh, their press conference from that, actual f- photos that they gave. Now, the other thing, your other Dick Clark, depending on who the autographs are, and at that time period, not there's a chance that some of them are not, no longer with us. True. Um, I'd have to see them. But this is also something, if they're worth enough, we can get them authenticated. Okay? Well, that would be...
10: And yeah, most of them big, were... Yeah. I wish I could tell you the the entire story, but it was kind of cool how my mom got them. Uh, back in the day, I guess they she knew where the hotel was that they were staying, staying
2: yep. at. And she was a groupie. Your one. mom yes, was a groupie. Was. Okay. Nice. I realize that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So Brian, so obviously hundreds of dollars, and depending on the names that you got from the Dick Clark Roadshow, maybe much much more. Well, oh, that's excellent. Thank thousands.
2: you. Thousands? No, no, thousands maybe because really? depends on who she's got. Yeah, because they will be right. They'll Mm -hmm. be as right as rain, and, and that's what we want in this world, okay? Excellent. And you yeah, got that's excellent as far and
1: fresh as it, can go, as it can get. If your mum was there to get eyes on the autograph, then there's very little worry about authentication, authentication going south. If only she'd gotten arrested to have a ticket to go with
10: it.
2: Yeah, really. Uh, All right, thank you so there's much. There's different thank types you. of tickets you can get. Okay, go ahead. Thank <laughs> you. All
1: right, here we go. Our next our next caller is uh, Rob, and he's calling from Mississauga. Rob, how you doing, man? You're live on Zoomer Radio. I'm doing fantastic with this weather. I'm doing great. Okay. Fantastic.
3: Okay, I've got two different trends of items here. I've got uh, four uh, matchbox little cars yep. uh, made in England by Lesney. Yep. And they all have trailer hitches on them because I actually have the, tr- the hitch. It's called a, uh, a trailer caravan to it, and they're all in pretty good shape. One is an SL230 Mercedes, one's a Studebaker, and one's a Ford Anglia.
2: Are they in the boxes? No. You don't have the box to the matchboxes?
3: No, I also have a tow truck, also too.
2: Okay, are these so you don't know if I don't know if these are from the series from 1960 or the ones from 1980s, where they had models of yesteryears and stuff no, like that? No, these
3: are these are older than they these are older than 50 years because I'm 61. So
1: these are okay. These and have you've been owned them longer than that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, these you, have been around for a long time.
2: Okay. Um, I, the matchbox will sell for between thirty. Dinkies will sell you the see, sell the most. Okay, they'll sell sixty to eighty dollars depending on the condition. But the box doubles the price. Really, it doubles it. Um, collectors are weird. I don't know. Can I say that? Oh, I yes, just only want it as it came
1: out of the store. I get it, and it makes it more rare if you have the box. So they're not willin-
2: unscathed. They're willing to pay for it, and the thing is, and they're trying to. Um, uh, give you a lower price, low ball you on it. You just say, no, I've got the box. I got this. I want top dollar for it. And that's, and you get top dollar. Um, they're the thirty. They, 30 don't
3: have, they all have trailer hitches and they can hook up to this, this caravan? This
2: yeah, no, nah, that, that, that's a standard thing. There was, sometimes a variation can be in the color of the paint or the, the little guy that's inside it. Yeah, the trailer hitch is pink. No, no, the color of the paint of the entire car.
1: Okay, you're very fixated on the trailer hitch, is, is there any... No, no, no. There's no added value there, okay. Unless great.
2: unless they came with and without a trailer hitch, and I think they all came with it, because it was one of the things, once they start building it, they're, these are not like cars like where you get, to o- get options and stuff. They, they finalize on a design, and it's only when someone messes up on the assembly line that you get variations. Right,
1: and it's not like you know of a market where it's a a matchbox toy and they go, oh, the Trailer Hitch series, they sell for 150 times more. No. There's nothing like that that you know of. Okay. All right, well, thanks for your call. Well, I also have one other thing. My dad was in World War II in the Navy, and he picked up
3: a couple of teak-carved Indian elephants. They're about uh, four four inches tall and about four inches, uh, I guess, long. And they have, like, I think they have ivory tusks and ivory toenails and ivory eyes.
2: Can't get them across the border. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh yeah where are they now they're, oh, they're here now, sitting right? right in front of me enjoy well,
1: them Hope yeah the I was gonna say, are up. you can sell them locally but you can't move that stuff yeah,
3: yeah. So he picked them up in like in
1: 1941 or something yeah yeah now, before have, there were laws against moving ivory
2: do you still have his uniforms or unfortunately no med- medals yes and any of the posters he might have had some other stuff from the war and some of the propaganda the propaganda sells huge Okay. I just oh, have Yeah, a remember that
1: you just got uh, all sorts of posters from yep. US stuff. Oh my god, it's so cool. I love that stuff. So not
3: not nothing on these
1: elephants then.
2: Sorry. Well, no no no, I
3: mean
1: you, you can, can sell them, them locally, but yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing because ideally you want the biggest market possible. So you go, okay, maybe somebody in America wants it. Maybe someone in Australia wants it. Bad news, you can't ship that.
2: Yeah. We buy from Toronto, sell to the world. I can't sell elephants to Ivory the world. Ivory
1: is grounded, yeah. Yeah. So bad okay. news on that. Thank you so much for your phone call. Okay, bye. Our next caller is Lewis. Lewis is calling from Toronto. Lewis, good morning. You're live on Zuma Radio.
6: Good morning. What do I you have? I have a, an antique clock. It's a West Clock. Okay. And it, uh, the clock is mounted on a wooden board, and it has four uh, horses. It's brass, and it has a coat, and it's made by West Clock.
2: Uh, 40 to $60. Um, they just don't go. Uh, some of the old timing clocks. What will be better from a West clocks or an IBM made them as well are the clocks they put into factories where you have to punch in and punch out. The other stuff are the, the clocks. Everyone, my son right now, if we were looking at him in the studio. He's looking at his clock right now. It happens to be in his phone. People are moving that direction, and clocks are going to go the way of buggy whips. And people um, collect the them. People do the collect buggy whips, six though. So. Horses. Pardon?
6: It's, six horses.
2: it's got horses in front? It. Oh, sorry. Is this the one with the horses, the, the copper smelt spelter horses on the front? I'm sorry. Does this have horses? Is it figural? Fig- mm-hmm. People will collect. If it just looks like a clock, that's what we're going to call boring is for Is it a like
1: while.
2: a die-cast cla- die clock with a bunch of horses? Yeah.
1: die-cast yeah. There it is. Okay, so the got answer it. is yes.
2: Seventy-five to one hundred and fifty dollars, just because it has horses. Because people don't want, don't care about the clock. They care about the horses. Okay. Uh, all all right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your phone call.
1: So, listen, we got to wind things down here. So, let me just get out to a couple quick notes here. You've been listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live every Sunday on Zoomer Radio from eleven a.m. till noon. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff and you can deal with them during regular business hours at their store. The store is located at 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10341 Young Street. So right on Young north of Major Mackenzie, you'll find the Toronto Gold Silver store. You can call the store 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. Of course, if you have Netflix, you can tune into any of their old episodes. You can uh, look up Storage Wars Canada or Northern Treasures and it's all there for you to enjoy. Of course, tune in every Sunday, 11 a.m.
2: to noon. Any final thoughts, Paul? Yes, when we have to go, the gold prices. 10 karat gold, people get your pencils out. 1838 for one gram. Eight, 14 karat gold is 2774 for one gram, and eight, sorry, 14 karat and 18 karat is 3309. Silver dollars are at a dollar. Bogart's holding up four thousand dollars right now. That is what that person who sold. That's how much they lost by not selling it to me, that box of costume jewelry, okay? This is the difference. I'm going to say that we give get a second opinion, and please make one of them ours. You don't have to take ours, but get a second opinion every time you would sell something. And special thanks to show producer Sebastian
1: Hearn and Ainsley Moores.